Do you want to take your game in baseball and business to the next level? Created by players for players. This is the Baseball and Business Podcast, where current and former pro and college baseball players are empowered to reach their full potential on the field and in business. Here's your host, Luke Melms. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the next episode of the Baseball and Business Podcast. Today's story is truly one of a kind, and don't take it just from my word. Uh, This is the next hit movie, in my opinion. It will release in theaters August 25th, featuring the true life story of Ricky Hill, which stars Dennis Quaid and Colin Ford. Today's episode, we have a special dual guest. Not only do we have Ricky Hill, former pro player, but also the director of the film, joining us as well to tell the story of how this all came to be. You know, Ricky was born with a degenerative spinal disease, yet went on to go play for the Expos for four seasons. Ricky and Jeff shared how they persevered over 17 years and the ups and downs to fund the production and what led to the breakthrough to be able to get this story out for all of us to see. Ricky shares how he earned a second chance at a pro tryout, which ultimately led to getting signed by the Expos. And they share why they would love it if you're going to go and see this movie, why you should see it on opening weekend. August 25th through the 27th. Ricky's story shows that the obstacle which works against you can ultimately be used for a purpose bigger than yourself by inspiring others to reimagine what is possible when they face seemingly impossible scenarios. This is a short episode. They were on a media tour, but uh, I don't think it would have been good to hear the whole story anyways and and ruin why going to see the movie. So enjoy this more abbreviated version that's about 15 minutes, and then go check out the movie and spread the word. Welcome to the show, Ricky and Jeff. Thank you for having us, Luke. Hey, Luke. I'm really excited to have you guys on here. This is a special episode. Typically, we only have one person on, but when I got the email uh, about the story of what both of you two have collaborated on to do, I'm like, both of them have have to come on. I know the movie is about to release. It's next Friday, is that correct? Next Friday, August 25th. Yeah. So as we're recording this, we're seven days away. We'll release this podcast next week. We'll, we'll get into more details, but how did the story of Ricky Hill become a movie that's going to release here in August of 2023. You want to tell it, Jeff? I was going to say it, how did it become, uh, how it's going to be released Um, through 17 years of unbelievable pain and suffering and, um, and uh, resilience to Ricky and myself, never giving up. We had it funded four different times. We were in Utah. We were in Oklahoma scouted both states, had offices. We went all the way up to the stage of pre-production on both times, fell apart financially, and then came back. Dennis Quaid was hired six years ago. And when it all fell apart, I thought I lost him. And he said, when you're ready, call me up. I'm in for life. I love this story. Don't worry, Jeff. And I used that little text that he sent me 
to raise more money, I would say, Dennis is in. They said, can you promise he's in? I said, he's in. Look at the text. And um, I didn't want to bug him about it because he already said yes. So um, 17 years later, trying to get this movie made, out of nowhere, I met a guy. Um, we were talking. His name is Matthew Dwyer. He said, I want to introduce you to my friend um, uh, Michael Hollinsworth after I... Uh, pitched him the movie he was blown away and he said this story is incredible the most incredible story i've ever heard and i can get the money for this movie in three weeks which i laughed and said well it took me 17 years and i've heard that a hundred <laughs> times and he called up michael hollandsworth and michael called a client of his he's an attorney and ron cundy came on board and met me on the phone and said i'm going to put a little bit of money in this i think but pitch me the movie tell me the story so Something came over me, which happens often on this film. I've told the story 1,000 times, and now I had to tell it 1,001 times. So I pitched him the movie. I got very emotional. He got emotional. And he said, I got to call you back in 20 minutes. And I thought, uh-oh, something's wrong. Called me back 10 minutes later and said, Jeff, that is the most incredible story I've ever heard. I want to own it. I'm going to fund the whole thing. So Ron funded the whole movie and he said, I will have the money to you in the morning. And Ron wired that money and, and it came in 10 minutes the next day. And he never got in our way and we got to make the movie we wanted to make. But, you know, what's funny, all these years it took me to get this movie made. It was worth it because all the people that we were with weren't the right people. We mm. look back now and go, it just wasn't the right group. Not for you know any special reason. It just wasn't. But now everybody that's on board and the timing of the actor strike, we have no actors. We can't do any press with any of the actors. We yeah. take them before the strike and we are using that in the next week, but we didn't have them. So we had to do everything ourselves, which turns out to be almost better now because we really know the story better than anybody, Ricky and I. Ricky lived it and I lived it with him for 17 years. So finally, we get to have it come to the screen. And guess what? Because of the actor strike, movies got pulled the opening weekend we were coming out. So now we don't have any competition. And then on top of that, I had no idea what I made. I worked <laughs> very hard and a lot of strategy and a lot of research and did my homework. But I had no idea it was going to touch people the way it's touching them today. That is such an interesting backstory to just being able to make the movie itself. I, I feel very privileged to have been able to see this already before it releases to the public i think that that backstory just mirrors the reality of ricky's story having to come overcome so many hurdles and doubters and just all the odds in the world to actually become a pro baseball player ricky i don't want to steal your thunder and and just repeat what i saw watching this movie but for everyone listening why don't you share the unique disease that you had to overcome in order to play base, like just walk, let alone play baseball and play baseball at the professional level? Well, first I had overcome a leg disease, and then I never did. I never could overcome a uh, my spinal disease because it's virtually impossible. But uh, he hit it. He hit it from everybody for five seasons. Yeah, I did. I hit it when I when I signed when I signed in '75 with the Expos. I hit it the whole time. Tried to, then finally, you know, you. I, I just started cratering, 
and then I had to go in for x-rays for exams and and uh it was caught very early it was shown that I had no disc in my spine that I've been playing with no disc and that means one thing I was just playing with just pure pain and so I, I fought my way through it did everything I could to play and and uh went went and played it till every tire went flat and he and real and he realized that you know his his game was taken away from him his dream his desire his 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 passion for life and he said to me the other day i just realized why all this happened to me not that we got our movie made not that he got a, his life story told but the fact that his story him having that disease is helping so many other people today go on and do what they dreamed of doing and prove that you can do anything if you have the willpower to do it and don't listen to anybody but your own heart. I think that's the unique thing about baseball is that even if you're the first pick in the, you know, the draft happened last month, you don't, if you're in football or basketball, like you're going to be a starter probably. And in the spotlight in, in baseball, you're the first pick. Welcome to the minor leagues. Maybe we'll see in a few years. That's the story for most people. So there's a natural story of perseverance and having to to grind it out for someone who has nothing even going against them. But then you factor in what you had to overcome, Ricky, and it makes for a story of stories. And I totally understand why, Jeff, you fought for all these years to get this story made, get this movie made, because there isn't a story like it. I mean, at least... I'm not aware of anything like it as far as overcoming these types of odds. Could you could you describe to the audience, you know, growing up the the braces that you had to wear? Can you explain that in more detail? What was that like to to just walk with that? And then the story behind even breaking off of those. I know that was something I found unique within the story itself. Well, it got to the point where uh my dad wound up having to make them because uh, we didn't have the money to to purchase them, but he found out how to make them, so he made them and uh, made them identical to the pairs that you would normally wear anyway. But I wore I wore probably eight different types of braces, and uh, and finally the day that I took them off, that was uh, that was the day that victory began for me. You know, the the day you saw when I took them off and how. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that that was life because then I, now I was able to. I almost just took off running from that day one on. Hey Rick, tell him the story. You got to hear this, uh, Luke. Tell him the story, uh, like as you see in the movie where Rick go, gets cut. They they can him because he can't run real well. He's got a sore leg because he just broke his ankle, which is how they find the degenerative spinal disease. How they found it, and he yeah. cut his cast off. He really did that. And then he went in to talk to Red Murph and begged for a shot and asked him for a shot. And Ricky, tell him what you really did and tell him about the hill. Okay. What I did was I had uh, I basically the the camp was already over. They had 700 ballplayers there. Most of them were going home. Um, few few stragglers hanging around. Uh, they had uh, 40 ballplayers staying for the big finale game that night. The whole town's coming out at A&M. At Texas A&M, they're all coming out to watch the game, and uh, I um, I turned around. And I went back to the ball field. I climbed the wall, went out to the pitcher's mound, walked up to Red Murph, and told Brian his eyes out. Yeah, huh? 
crying his eyes out. He told yeah, me. Yeah, I was, I was crying. And I went up to Red Murph and told him that uh, I tapped him on the shoulder. He said, uh, he asked me, uh, do you know where you're standing? And I said, no, sir. He said, you're standing on the hill. Mm. You and I both know Pitcher's Mound is called the hill, right? Yeah. And uh, he was very anyway, intimidating. He kind of yelled at Ricky. Yeah. Scared him like he was like Goliath standing yeah, on that. He, yeah, he's he was already six foot six. And uh, I said to him, I said, I just wanted to tell you, Red, that before I before I go home, that I said, it's a sad that the best hitter in this camp you're never going to get to see. And so he said back to me, he said, with your bat, is your bats in tune with your tongue? You're a hell of a hitter. And I said, he said, so you actually think you're the best hitter here? And I said, no, sir, I know I am. Mm. And and that's, how, that's how I got my shot. Yeah. And Ricky was, um, I, when I was pitching the movie, I was telling him the most incredible part of this whole story. It was actually two fields, I think, that Ricky hit the balls over, but he got angry when he saw there were no scouts on his field. He was on the loser field. He was, you know, he asked one of the coaches, hey, why are there any scouts here? And the guy said, because you're on the loser field. You can't even run well. And he got really angry and he started hitting those shots over the fences into the main field. And they were rolling by the pitcher's mound. That's great. And they were like, <laughs> Red Murph's like where are these balls coming from? And like some kid down in the other field. They goes, that's like <laughs> unbelievable. Go back and get that kid. And Ricky had already left and was driving home. And something told him to go back. And in the movie, we depict it with him seeing his younger self. But that was in Ricky's mind. And he went back okay. and and fought for that chance. And that's how he got that chance that night to play. And because he couldn't run well, they made him a designated hitter for both teams, which was unbelievable weight to carry. Right, Rick? Absolutely. You, you did, And you know as well as I do yourself they no one asked you to do that to designate yeah. things no. it's the first time i've ever even heard of it <laughs> yeah well this is a story that i hope everyone goes and watches themselves i mean it is a very moving story and i just appreciate i know you guys are on such a media tour here so we're gonna let everyone else dive into the details by going and watching it for themselves I can't thank you guys enough for making time out of such a busy schedule to to come in here and in preview it. Is there any anything else that you want to add before we go? Yeah, Luke, I'd like to let everybody know that I discovered something on this tour. I've been in the business my whole, you know, 40 years. And I never knew that movies that I really liked when I saw them on on Netflix or something were in the theaters only a short time because nobody supported the first weekend. It wasn't that the movie was good or bad. It's just that nobody heard about the movie. And they didn't realize that, you know, they're like, oh, I used to, I, I do it all the time. I'll go to the movie next week or the week after I'm busy this week. Well, if that movie was so special and I heard it was like this one, I should have bought tickets that first weekend, opening weekend, because it supports the movie to run longer and have more of a life in the theater, which is why I built this movie for the theater. It's it's uh, sound effects alone in the baseball, the crack of Ricky's bat, you won't hear it on your TV at home. It's still good on television, but it's not the epic feel that I try to create, like Field of Dreams or The Natural. You know, it's just, they got to buy tickets at thehillmov.com, thehillmov.com. 
call everybody you know and try to help me support this film in our 17 years of struggle. And Ricky, um, Ricky would be really, really appreciative and, and excited that you did that. Well, we will definitely get the word out to our audience. And, you know, I obviously have a lot of people that I know in the baseball world. So I'll make sure I make extra effort to promote this episode. Thank you, Luke. That means a lot to us, really. Thank you for having us on. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Baseball and Business Podcast. For more information, visit our website at baseballandbusiness.com. For those of you who are current or former pro and college baseball players, feel free to hit the Apply for Membership button to become an exclusive part of our insider circle where you can access our meetups, private online community, and much more. Once again, this is Luke Melms, founder of Baseball and Business and former college baseball player. Until next time, don't stop pursuing your full potential on the field and in business.